Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. La toile sur écoute. This episode is sponsored by Hollywood Tringham. This is the only English publicity that was also broadcast in France. It was 10 years ago and we still can remember it because the guy with this girl chewing a gum in the rain was so sexy. Bonjour, bonjour, it's Penelope or Penelope or Penny. I like the way it sounds better in English because in French, I'm French, it rhymes with a very bad word. In this eighth episode of Penny from Paris, I'm going to tell you all about how a cigarette saved me from cigarettes. Without spoiling too much, I can tell you that at the end, I'd like to thank that cigarette that saves me from cigarettes. Honestly, I'm really just your simple everyday girl next door. Parisian 36 and one day, just for laugh, I took a drag on a friend's cigarette. Then I got a cigarette of my own. Then I bought a pack. Then two packed. Then three pack per day. Just for you to know, French people... We do smoke a lot. We find it sexy to smoke. We find it trendy. We find it powerful. I really don't know why, but we are obsessed with cigarettes. But still, smoking three packs per day had me feeling bad, very bad. I felt bad being addicted and I felt bad about being so dependent. Smoking is the first thing I do after waking up at 7am. I switch between smoking and eating my granola. And the image that I have in my head when I feel guilty with smoking is lung cancer. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. One evening, I smoked half a pack of cigarettes and drank two Cokes. Then I got in a taxi to meet some friends for dinner when I started feeling sick. Hot flashes, nausea, everything. I put my legs up on the seat in front of me in an effort to get the blood circulating again. I needed the driver to talk to me to stay awake. It was horrible. It was very, very unwell. I stuck it out and finally arrived at the restaurant feeling rough, but at least still conscious. In these days, I sat down at the table with my friends and immediately got a bad feeling again. This time, I was sure that my fork was floating, levitating in front of me and that the friend sitting next to me was speaking a language that I didn't understand. The friend sitting opposite me suddenly had kaleidoscope eyes and I felt so much like I was in a bad movie like American Pie as if a penis was suddenly going to appear in my puree. And then I started talking softly and slowly to my internal organs. Slow down a little. Look, there's a speed bump, so go a little more slowly. Look, there's a caution sign for a school nearby. Slow down, slow down, careful. There's a crosswalk here. I kind of like you guys, lungs. Just let me fucking breathe easy, come on. Or at least it's a little less heavy. Up to the moment when I realize that I'm speaking in a very loud voice to my lungs. I take my bag and my coat and as quickly as possible straight to the hospital emergency room. The emergency room is filled to the brim with people. I force myself to the reception, crying in front of the guy, giving him my name, last name, birth date, place of birth, with my insurance card in my hand that I don't have the time to pass to him. And then he said the worst thing in the world to anyone right on the point of breaking down. Please wait and have a seat, mademoiselle, and wait for your name to be called. Fuck. Well, in fairness, about 20 seconds later, I hear someone call, 
Miss Penelope, I can't breathe anymore in a cold sweat, and the nurses take my heartbeat and then tell me stoically, Mademoiselle, we're going to have to do an electrocardiogram. An electrocardiogram? No way, don't screw around here. You're not going to put those two iron magnet things on my chest right here and right now. I'm not a cadaver. I don't need to be fucking reanimated. I just need you to help me stop this heart attack. Then the two nurses look at each other and burst out laughing. They said, Mademoiselle, please just lie down so we can go ahead with this electrocardiogram, which is not the defibrillator that you are describing. Well, I mean, just because I don't have the right medical vocabulary doesn't mean you need to be making fun of me. <clears throat> In the end, my heart was fine. I waited for the doctor to examine me and give the final okay. Four hours later, he finally arrives, asks me how I'm doing, and then tells me, you've just gone through a very strong anxiety attack. An anxiety attack, excuse me. No, really, tell me what it is. It's fine, I'm not 12 years old anymore. I'm a grown woman, I can take it. It is an anxiety attack. Are you serious? All that for an anxiety attack? Are you sure there's nothing else? I can't be telling people that I went to the emergency room for an anxiety attack. My brain really was just about to shut off. I swear I'm not being dramatic. I saw a long dark corridor with a bright light and then a lady in a white waiting for me at the end. Uh, yes, miss, the amount of cigarettes you smoke combined with your deep fear of dying of cancer has caused you to have an anxiety attack. And so now what? Well, nothing. You can go home now. I go home, really annoyed, anxiety attack. Annoyed to have spent four hours in the emergency room for a simple, everyday anxiety attack. Those two words totally diminished the hellish experience I had just lived. That feeling of leaving your body for good and the feeling I had of being absolutely crazy. So I decided to call it something different. Instead of anxiety attack, I will call it anxiety cancer. I think that will make people take it more seriously for them not to take you for some helpless drama queen and to take this moment so lightly when they happen. Anxiety attack. For me, that experience marked me so much that without even realizing it, I haven't had the slightest cigarette craving since then. I stopped smoking entirely without difficulty. Sometimes life is funny that way, isn't it? If you told me that all I needed to stop smoking was to be absolutely convinced that I was going to die, I would have thrown myself off a bridge a lot sooner. No, but seriously, if I have a very dark and maybe very bad piece of advice to give you, it would be to do your own anxiety cancer. It's a lifesaver. And if you want to know why some of my friends call me the swimmer, listen to episode 9. La toile sur écoute. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.